Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and we're live. Hey, thanks for getting us going there, Matt. Hi, Bob. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Good seeing you guys. Welcome back to the Assuminati Podcast, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate Glad everybody's participation and uh, and listening to last episode episodes. I guess you could say there was a couple of them related to the Super Bowl prop bets as well as the Super Bowl commercials and no, the conversation the around the big game. the big game. Yeah, prop bets. We're not associated with anything related to the Super Bowl, <laughs> so we're good. That's right. It's the big game. The big game, uh, rock bets, and we're not betting. We're not condoning that. Although Bobby, I think, did in that last last episode, didn't you, Bob? I mean, you got to do what you got to do, guys. Yeah, just don't take as it long as you're betting responsibly. Yeah, um, it's fun when a get some help a betting website tells me to bet responsibly, or an alcohol company tells me to drink responsibly, or yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting, right? Yeah, something going on there. They want you to make you think that they they that they care about you as a company, right? That they, yeah. They care about you as a consumer, and yeah, it's interesting. That's kind of what we're talking about today. Our companies, do they care about us as consumers, or do they just care about our wallets? Hmm. Follow the money trail, baby. Follow the money trail. So here's another one of our uh, inflation-busting episodes of the Assuminati podcast to help you hang on to some of that money, some of the almighty green that these corporations, evil corporations in some people's eyes, want to get a hold of and, and part part you with. Gotta keep your money. Keep your money, get your money right. Get your money right. So what we're going to talk about today, unless you guys have anything else that you want to address here, I mean, any, any fun stories from the month of February? I mean, it's almost done here. Well, maybe we uh, should shout out uh, happy birthday late to uh, Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby had uh, a birthday. Turned 56 this, this month. A long time ago. We just quit counting. <laughs> it's like a broken speedometer on a car. Like, <laughs> it just quits yeah. counting. Yet it wow. keeps moving on. Keeps... Too bad he couldn't Ferris Bueller that, that uh, odometer, right? <sighs> yeah, I know. I, you maybe know, I should you try know. walking backwards. Dial back the age. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would work. I didn't see that in Einstein's theory on, on okay, cool. We'll just walk backwards. Got it. Dial that Ferrari back as the, the Bueller reference there. Well happy. What was birthday, that guy's Bob? name on, uh, on Bueller? What was the friend's name? It wasn't Sloan. Sloan was the girl. Yeah, right? Sloan's the girl. It was Cameron. Cameron. Right? Cameron. Yeah. Cameron Fry. Cameron. We all have a friend like Cameron Sloan. Always the responsible a, one. I have oh. a friend like that. It's you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Cameron's so depressive and stuff. Like I hope I'm not the one you think is Cameron. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> Collect. We are a collective Cameron. We are a collective Ferris. <laughs> okay, we got the mix of all three. We, we got do. Sloan, we do. some Ferris, some Cameron. I feel yeah. like we're going to take a BuzzFeed quiz here and see, are you a Cameron? Are you a Ferris? <laughs> are you a Sloan? All that yeah. from one reference about dialing back the years. 
Maybe thank you. Sorry about thank that. Thank you. Carry yeah. on. Uh, I hope as you long as you're not a genie or um, Ed Rooney, I think you're good. <laughs> Where do you get your cake there, Bobby, for your birthday? Um, I didn't have one. Oh, that's boring. Yeah. No cake? No cake. No cake. Lame. If you're not making it homemade, I, I prefer a Costco. Anybody? Hey, yeah. Costco cake is pretty good. It's pretty darn yeah. good. Yeah. Do you guys get that? Is good. it uh, the bow tie one? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that is a good one. I, I just go for straight birthday oh, okay. cake. Like, like, just give me a classic birthday cake from Costco, and I am a happy man. Oof. For days, because they don't make it small. No, they don't. Sheet no. cake for days. Everything's bigger at Costco. That Costco brand, it's not bad. It's not bad. Speaking of which, you guys ready to dive into to store brand versus private brand or big brand in today's episode? Shall we dive in? Let's do, get, do this. All right. We'll talk about some of the things these big companies or store brand companies don't want you to know about the the fight that we're about to have. We had a lot of participation on our Facebook post a while ago, so we're going to bring up some of the the comments, some of the favorites, store brand favorites specifically, or off-brand favorites, if you want to call it that. Those can be used interchangeably in this argument. And we'll talk about which product's better, the classic private label brand, the big brand, versus off-brand or store brand. Let's go brand is what we'll talk about today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so let's uh we actually each took a category of, of popular store brand versus big brand items we're going to talk about what we found some of the research that we did preferences that we have give her some uh, give some opinions at the end we will talk about some of the more popular store or off brands that are out there mention some of the comments made from our facebook post we'll have a party here see if we uh can stay out of litigation or, or off of the legal radar of some of these companies as well, since we're such an influential and huge podcast. So, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Yes, we are. Enormous. You could say we're well, flooding we'll... the world. <laughs> you could say that. We are international. Shout out to our international, especially right. Europe. Yeah. Belgium. Shout Belgium. out to you. You're still, Belgium our, listeners. Thank still you. our number two country. Yeah, I love you. It'd be interesting to find out what some of the off-brands or store-brands are there as well. We, we sure would. Maybe we'll do another episode on international. But uh, to get things kicking here, to start things off, I'm going to go with the one that I researched and the one that is uh, especially near and dear to my heart, considering where I grew up. So I grew up, uh, my formative years in middle school, high school especially, were spent in the state of Michigan, the Mitten specifically in a city called Battle Creek. I lived in the the outskirts or the the rural areas, but but Battle Creek now, Michigan. Was it, was it Battle Creek or was it Battle Creek? Battle Creek up there in the Battle Creek. <laughs> and uh we we were, we were we're famous, we're known especially for older generations or, or generations not under the age of 30, I guess you could say, might know Battle Creek because maybe you remember the times when Toys or prizes came in boxes of cereal, or you had to send off labels to Battle Creek, Michigan to cash in for some of these toys and prizes. Because Battle Creek is known as Cereal City, USA. 
And so that's my category, cereal, specifically the, the headquarters and home of Kellogg's, cereal. But many other cereal manufacturers sprouted from that area or currently are in that area, such as Post, General Mills. A lot of them got their start, moved into other areas of the Midwest. So cereal, I grew up driving to school, and once in a while you could get a whiff or a smell of cereal as the manufacturers were, were cranking those out every day. So you, you get a, especially when Fruit Loops were being made or <laughs> one of the more fragrant cereals, uh, filled the air. So this, the city smelled like cereal a lot of the time which was pretty pleasant. So cereal is the off-brand versus big brand category that I tackled. And this, all you have to do is walk down the cereal aisle of your local grocery store, and you can already see the battle that is raging in the cereal category. So me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little partial. I'm a little biased towards Kellogg's, being from that hometown, being from Battle Creek. But that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean I am exclusive to that brand. So let me, sh- let me share with you some of the things that I found. Well, first of all, do you have any favorite big brand cereals, you two? Any big brands that you... Uh, what's your favorite cereal? Let's just keep it simple. Cinnamon Toast s- Crunch. Yeah, Ooh, well, that's n- a good one. Nutritious Breakfast. Just had a big old bowl of that a couple minutes ago. <laughs> that's, that's a so good, good one. Yeah, I can't lie. I like that on occasion. But- but my my favorite is uh, honey bunches of oats with Ooh, almonds. Okay. That is a good one. That yeah, is a great one. Post, I but it has to be with the. It's the one with almonds. You know. Okay. Yeah. The other ones are kind of like, mm-hmm. eh, you know. But if you get honey bunches of oats and you get the almonds and then you add maybe some a little, you know, a uh, couple of raisins in there. Yum. Raisins, huh? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so I do, do you like some raisin bran? Because like, like yeah, raisin, raisin bran, bran. Yeah, but if you had the bran, crunch, crunch, the raisin bran yeah. crunch puts crunch it over is the where top. It's at. Crunch yeah, that's is pretty good. Where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty good stuff. That's a good Kellogg cereal right there. Um, yeah, and these cereals, uh, yeah, they're fun for breakfast, but you can have them as snacks. They're pretty versatile, um, especially cinnamon toast crunch. I just love grabbing a cup of it and just dumping it down the gullet. Only a cup, huh? Yeah, cups, plural, bowls, (laughs) funnel. Give me a funnel and a big old box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So do you eat it dry or do you put milk in your Cinnamon Toast Crunch? I prefer milk, but as a snack, I'll eat it dry. Do you guys ever do that? Just grab a Yeah, I prefer my cereal cereal to snack on dry, especially the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You can just sit and watch a movie and just like chow down on that stuff. Agreed. You know, sometimes I guess if I'm going to eat dry cereal, it's going to be like Apple Jacks or Fruit yes. Loops or something like that. Beautiful. Beautiful. I like that That's stuff. A gr- it's perfect for the kids when they're trying to keep them quiet in public as well. Hand them a little bag full of Honey Nut Cheerios or some Fruit Loops. or Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a parent hack for sure. Absolutely. So cereal versatile. And it's it can be a battle uh, as far as preferences between big brand and store brand. As an adult, my my favorite cereal has become uh, Frosted Mini Wheats. Mm. It, it gives me fiber. It fills me up. I get the kick of sugar. I get that sugar. Get the regularity. I I think it's. Uh, I can't just sit there and eat the whole box because you you get full. Um, so there's a little bit of control to it as well. 
it's pretty good dry. So I, I went down into the uh, rabbit hole that is the, the frosted mini wheat world. And so I started comparing brands. I bought different brands, compared them directly to each other. I found Kellogg's to be extremely consistent and classic. I mean, they they were the, the OGs. And uh, as far as the frosted mini weights were concerned, uh, Kellogg's, I think, perfected it. You compare that to like a, a Kroger Walmart off-brand store brand. Have you guys ever had like a, a store brand frosted mini wheats? I'm not talking Malto Mill. I'll talk about that here in a second out of the bag. But like a, a Walmart brand. So Kroger I've had brand. The, the Kroger or where I'm living, the Harris Teeter brand, which is really just Kroger now. Right. Um, and, and it's not too bad. Like it's. Not too Let me bad. tell you my yeah. experience, and it's not with that particular cereal, but with with uh, corn flakes. Okay, okay. So like, if you get Kellogg's corn flakes, and you use those like well, like we do for like uh, you know potatoes, like mm-hmm. when you're doing funeral potatoes or whatever. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you ever try to substitute those with store brand corn flakes, they're nasty. They, they, they and they, they taste like urine or something. Something they don't weird hold up. Them. They do not hold up. Yeah, they up. get soggy when they're like cooked yeah. on top instead of crispy. Yeah. Especially weird. those those lower store brands. There's different tiers here to off-brand or store brand. And and that Food Club, Kroger type off-brand. When it came to like Frosted Mini Wheats, you're right. Corn Flakes, which I thought, how do you screw up a Corn Flake? It's so simple. It's like the original cereal created by Dr. Kellogg back in the day. It's It just does not hold up to the big brands. And so big win for the big brands when it comes to cereal versus store brand off brand cereals. It's there's an obvious difference to me. I agree. However, when you put up the big brand next to what I feel is now a big brand cereal, Malto Meal. So <laughs> those of you familiar with Malto Meal, those are the bagged cereals that you can see. And uh, again, Malto Mill has become a big brand in my my opinion. Now they've made their name from ripping off the big brands, so they've copied almost down to the <laughs> down to the look of the cereal itself. Uh, all of the big brand cereals that you know and love, Malto Mill makes a version of that. And so the big comparison for me, as far as like a Frosted Mini Wheats, comparing Malto Mill Frosted Mini Wheats to Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats. When you put them side by side, there is an obvious difference. Malto meal puts a lot more sugar on top of theirs. <laughs> it's yeah. thick. It's Bring thick. It on. The biscuits, if you want to call them, that are thicker as well than, than the Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats. Hmm. And so if I had to pick between the two, and this hurts me to say it, I, I pick Malto meal when I have the chance between Kellogg's and, and Malto meal. It's a better product, in my opinion. A blind taste test, I can tell the difference between the two as well. Now, Kellogg's is more consistent with their product. Once in a while, Malto Meal will miss a biscuit. <laughs> They're hit and miss a with their biscuits. Biscuit. Nine out of ten biscuits are great, fully fully frosted. Kellogg's doesn't miss a biscuit. They're more consistent. So if you wanted a more consistent product, I think the big brands might win there. But Malto Meal has come to play, and they aren't necessarily always cheaper than Kellogg's, which is really interesting. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Matt has a theory on that that we'll talk about. Uh, 
Malta Mill, once upon a time, was the official bargain brand in the cereal world. They might not be, depending on sales and, and, and inflation and the way that things are going now. They typically offer more cereal in their containers because they have big old bags sitting there instead of being contained within a box. So, so I found that to be... More per ounce. You might. You might. You really have to be careful here. Malto Meal may have tricked us into thinking it's a bargain brand because of their history, where if you don't pay attention, you might be paying more per ounce, depending on if there's a sale or, or the price versus the big brand. I have come to find that they have an amazing product. Malto Meal, in my opinion, is now a big brand. And, and uh, shout out up to, the plate. to the people up north from you guys in Tremont and Utah yeah. that yeah. go to work every day to, to make Malto Mill cereal. Nice. And it smells great around the factory. It really does. You can get a little taste of what I had growing up. I mean, you can smell the cereal in the air throughout the town. Made a very pleasant, pleasant aroma. So cereals, I mean, yeah, people can Google them all they want. Um, We'll talk a little bit about whether or not private labels actually manufacture some of these store brands or, or, or lesser labels. When it comes to cereal, though, it's pretty, pretty segmented. Uh, the store brands are typically less quality. Um, big brands typically win in this category when it comes to cereal. Although uh, you can you, you can find some alternatives along the way. So that's what I found. That that was the cereal category that I wanted to tackle. It's not not, not too difficult to see the differences when you walk up and down the aisle. Uh, really, it, it comes down to sales, maybe brand preference or brand loyalty. I typically try and buy Kellogg's just because of where I'm from. But Malto Mill typically gets my dollar, to tell you the truth. And and they will continue to do so if if they if they continue to, to make the products that they do. So that was my category, cereal. Let us know what you think of that. Uh, I didn't see too many comments related to cereal, but I know that that's a hot topic. Uh, that, that's something that people really pay attention to, especially if you have kids or if you're a gamer living in your mom's basement. Uh, we all love cereal, right? Everybody. Shout out to yeah, Riley. So speaking of cereal, <laughs> have you guys seen that um, documentary that the History Channel made on the foods that that made America? They did a big one on Kellogg's, and mm-hmm. I didn't uh, see that. I'll have to check and, it out. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it kind of gives you the history behind the cereal and Dr. Kellogg who made it, and how he didn't want to sell it or anything. And I think it was grape nuts or something yep. at the time that was like this miracle cure for people in his clinic to like lose weight and stuff. And, and his brother's like, this stuff's so good, like we have to like make it. So go check out the episode. It'll yeah, the old cornflakes, cornflakes, grape nuts. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that really, really got things started. So yeah, good. that's a great show for any food brand. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the the deep dive they do on Hershey and Coca-Cola and all the, all the big brands that we know and love. Absolutely. So yeah, that, that, that does it for cereal again. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think on, on your favorite cereals versus store brands. Maybe you found a, a cheaper brand that, that really hits that we'd love to know about. I'm a huge fan of cereal. So next, what we wanted to do is tackle a category from Matthew. So Matt, what, which one were you assigned and what, which one did you dive into? Yeah, so the category was broad with medication, but uh, what I went with was kind of a specific one because... I suffer from seasonal allergies like a lot of people do. And so I end up having to take um, some allergy medicine at some point in the summer, usually mostly through the summer, you know, 
Um, and there's only one, I mean, so I've had a lot of experience across the board with all sorts of allergy medications. Um, and so what I picked was one specific one and I went with Benadryl as opposed to, or versus all of the store brands of something like Benadryl, you know, and they're called different things. The one that I went with specifically is the store that's closest to me, the Walgreens. So I went with the Wald, Waldrill. <laughs> Wall um, I think that's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've tried both, you know, honest, in fairness, I've, I've went and, uh, I went and purchased the, uh, Walgreens version of Benadryl, um, and gave it a fair shot, but nothing really to me, you know, compares with the effectiveness of actual Benadryl. Hmm. So in my experience, and the thing is, is like you can go down the list of ingredients and the key, you know, they call it the active ingredient, right? Right, right. And they share, you know, the same ingredients across the board. But for some, you know, I guess they've just figured out the mix or something on the Benadryl uh, brand name as opposed to all these other store versions of Benadryl. Um, Because the only thing that's effective for me is Benadryl. Hmm. That's interesting. Wow. Cause yeah, it's, it's weird. By right now, by now, I, I, I bet you people, some of which, uh, who commented on our post would, would claim that it's the exact same product, but, um, yeah. And, and maybe it's a mind. I don't know. Maybe it's all it's in my placebo. head. Maybe. <laughs> it's the placebo maybe. effect. Hmm. You know, I don't know. But the thing is, is like, I don't get drowsy with the other stuff. You know, okay. so that's one, that's one thing, you know, if, you, if you look at that as a positive, um, from the store brand versions of Benadryl, um, there you go, but they don't, they don't do anything for my allergies. Wow. So they, while they don't make me drowsy, they also don't attack the allergy. Right. Mm. So Benadryl does, but it does definitely make me drowsy. So I know if I'm getting drowsy, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. see i'm nice. more of a zyrtec kind of guy okay so yeah see so i've tried some of those too and for you know for outdoor allergies benadryl is is by far the best and most effective it's short term it's not like zyrtec or allertec or sure you know sure. some of those other ones that are like the 24-hour pill you know yeah those don't necessarily you know, but I, I feel like by the time I recognize I've got an issue, like I'm out cutting the grass or something, and I didn't think about taking an allergy pill beforehand, mm-hmm. then I'm already screwed. And I yeah, know Benadryl, that, uh... you know, Benadryl kind of is the only thing that's going to attack during my issues as yeah. opposed to kind of preemptively taking care of them with like Zyrtec or whatever else, Claritin, you know. So I'm picturing right now is that scene in Hitch. When Will Smith is chugging the drill <laughs> yeah. and looking yeah. in the, does he get, the security camera. Does he eat something? I think fish. he eats shrimp, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah it was some kind of reaction. Oh, man. That's that hilarious. That well, I'll really have to slaps. let you know, Matt, because, you know, I moved to North Carolina in the summer and apparently allergy season here is quite big. So I've been seeing all these memes and posts of like the pollen and they're like, you know, other parts of the country have snow, but we have allergy season. But we're gonna see. I might have to drink All some right. Benadryl. Huh. Yeah, 
Well, so let me get into the other thing too. And I know you kind of alluded to this earlier, Brandon, but what I have noticed with these off brands as opposed the store brands of Benadryl as opposed to Benadryl and the same thing with many of the other brands of medication is that about, you know, 10 years ago, uh, the price of these store brands was significantly less than the name brand of Benadryl. You know, for example, we'll take that example. Um, Like maybe a quarter of the cost for the same amount of, of Benadryl. Right. But in more recent years, if you go through the stores, those prices have started to even out a little bit. So now they're not so much cheaper. They're like, you know, maybe a little bit, a couple, couple dollars cheaper as opposed hmm. to like four or five dollars or six or seven dollars right, or whatever. Right. Hmm. So it's a pretty significant difference. And I feel like the conspiracy aspect of this would be that these companies that take whatever formula from the name brand people um, and can, you know, because of their buying power or however they're able to make it cheaper, um, eventually start to kind of get you used to using their product and then they'll raise the cost (laughs) over time so that you're paying almost as much as you're paying for the name brand product. Which is how I feel Malto Meal got their foot in the door as a cheaper alternative brand. And now it's pretty much as much as a name brand. Again, it depends on sales and da, 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 da. That's interesting, Matt. Yeah. They've got us used to buying these other brands and now they can jack the price up supply and demand. Right. Yep. Uh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And and medicine, man, uh, especially during the pandemic, what a hot topic that is, right? These, sometimes these shelves are bare and, uh, do you know, here's the other, okay. One more conspiratorial aspect of this. I felt like over the last, even this last year, you know, right around probably November, you know, I got really sick. I got the flu and it was like the sickest I've ever been in my life. I thought it was COVID. It wasn't, you know, I tested a couple of times. It never came back positive for COVID. But when I went to the store, the shelves of all of the name brand stuff were completely gutted, just gone, everything gone. So you were kind of forced into purchasing the store brand names of these medications, these cough medicines or this flu medication or whatever it was. And I feel like sometimes these stores do that on purpose. You know, (laughs) I think what they'll do is they'll Mm -hmm. under order some of the name brand stuff and then just pound it with all of their store, store brand name stuff. So that all you're left with is, is, you know, one brand and you have to get it and it's their store brand conspiracy anyway, just a thought nice. maybe, maybe yeah, that's, that's bunk but there you yeah, go i don't know man you never know yeah. crazier things have been un- uncovered i i think well, you're uh <laughs> i actually wonder if the store brands have a higher um margin so they can make a profit because way less advertising is needed no, the, there's stats to back that up. But they wouldn't be there, and they wouldn't be popular unless that big brand w- was impacting. So, um, I think medicine is the perfect category to look at when it comes to that. Store brand versus big brand. And I think yeah, that's a hot topic. We had some medical professionals chime in on our post that we did about a month ago. And uh, a lot of them lean towards the generic brands just because of the active ingredient list that, that Matt mentioned. 
But really, I think it comes down to the personal preference and what's worked for you and what you trust, especially when it comes to medicine. So that that's that's a great argument for Benadryl there, Matt. Yeah, thanks. Nice. Yeah, basically with medicine, Benadryl. though, for me, like not, I almost always choose the generic just because I think it's cheaper. And it's crazy to me, like prescriptions, especially when they're like, well, this one is going to be, you know, like $10 billion, but you can get this other one for nine ninety nine. Like, yeah, I'll take the, <laughs> All right. the generic every time. I've never had a doctor turn me away from a generic. So that, that's been interesting because we all know that there's some conspiracies when it comes to doctors and, and drug companies as far as who they get paid or, or the commission that they may get from that. Man, that's such an interesting topic. And as far as manufacturing conspiracies when it comes to the medical field, there's millions of articles you can pull up on Google as far as who manufactures what for who. Yeah. So that that would be that's a really interesting thing that the the crew at home, all of you listening, can can dive into if you're interested more. Well, we could probably do a whole episode on medicine because there's also the what if I drive to Mexico Mm. or Canada to get this medicine? Right. You know why is it so much cheaper? Um, So, anyways, just something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. So let's um let's dive into the next category and then we'll get into a final conversation that'll kind of bleed back into some of the things that we've talked about so far as well. We'll we'll throw some additional stats at you as well. Uh so Bobby, we've talked about something near and dear to my heart, cereal. I grew up in that world, in the cereal world. Matt talked about something near and dear to his heart, uh, Benadryl and 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 medicines and and keeping keeping your body right. You're, you're going to dive into something that's near and dear to your heart, right? Well, everyone's heart. I mean, do you remember <laughs> back in 2020 when all of a sudden it's like the news is like, stay home, like don't go places. You don't want people to sneeze on you, whatever. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, my wife and I, we talked and it's like, you know what? Maybe we should go to the store and like stock up on, you know, some rations. And, you know, <laughs> the one thing people were just buying a ton of, was toilet paper. Ooh, the TP run that? of 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I feel really bad for the people who didn't already have, like, extra toilet paper. Um, because we got to the store and go to the shelves. There is not a roll of toilet paper to be seen in the entire dang store. Name brand, off brand, nothing. So if you didn't have something in the pantry, you were up. Drink literally. So yeah. <laughs> um, that's what we're going to talk about. That's an so, alarming sight when you go into a store and there's no toilet paper rolls in it, sight. It, it was pretty shocking. Yeah, that, no that good. was interesting. Well, and then they're putting up signs like, you know, max of like one four pack per, you know, customer, whatever. Like that that's crazy that that's the first time thing anybody thought about in the pandemic is I better get my toilet paper. So let's talk about the different brands. So um, some of the big brands, like I think everybody's heard of Charmin and seen their commercials with the bears and stuff like that. Um, And then you've also got the plies, like one ply, two ply, three ply, um, wash rag, you know. Reply. (laughs) Reply. (laughs) I have a lot of opinions on toilet paper. And so... I used to be a big Charmin man. Like I was very much like my butt deserves some special attention. 
and I would spend the extra money. And it's because I tried some of those other versions in the store, and either your hand goes through it, or yeah. it scratches you, or you end up having Nothing to use a lot of toilet than paper. Than a breach. You can't have oh, a breach. Oh, that's so bad. So bad. Um, so I was always a Charmin man for a really long time until I started shopping at Costco. And I decided to try out the Kirkland brand. And I'll just be honest. I found the Kirkland brand to be every bit as good as Charmin. And so the conspiracy I agree with you. has been, does Kirkland and Charmin, like does Procter & Gamble making Charmin and Costco? So I did a lot of Googling on that and couldn't find definitive proof. So I turned to our friend Chat GPT and asked, chat because <laughs> the bot's so much better than searching the internet than me and it came back and was like you know it's on like it just basically said procter and gamble does not produce it but then when i asked the reverse question of who does Kirk or costco use to make kirkland products it says well they go out to many different manufacturers they do so they could be going to procter and gamble in some areas to make the toilet paper but what I learned is Costco is going to all kinds of top suppliers and going wherever they can make the best deal. But Costco has some pretty high standards for quality products. Like I found that shopping there. So, so yeah, between me and my dollar, we're always going to choose Kirkland when I need to buy toilet paper. But hmm. I will take it to the next level. During the pandemic, I got sick of having to fight for the toilet paper. And I got me one of those Hello Tushy bidets. Never going back. Never going back. I don't even need no dang toilet paper. And I'm squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. So, all right. Think about times you've had to go in public. Like at work, the gas station, church. I want to know why they're picking the cheapest and thinnest toilet paper on earth. <laughs> It's not as important to them, I guess. I have to use like a half a roll when I'm in public because they got this cheap one ply toilet paper. They're satisfying the the bare minimum, sir. They they said, "Hey, we'll provide (laughs) paper, whether or not bare minimum." (laughs) So what I do is I I carry a little packet of the dudes wipes with me. Uh, Smart, smart man. Yeah, carry that in with you. You know, I I knew we would come out looking good here, uh, signing that product review to you bobby i don't know (laughs) if there's anybody else other than the people on this podcast that i trust more about reviewing toilet paper than you two so (laughs) i knew i knew that was the right move um well you know you're you're dealing with some clean bums you know at least that yeah and and frequency frequency of bathroom like i got you covered so yeah kirkland is good so let's talk about paper towels Okay. Similar, right? So you see yeah. Bounty um, advertised a lot, like the Bounty cleaner, picker-upper, whatever. Um, Bounty is a pretty darn good paper towel. And again, I used to think, you know what, you just will get the Bounty because you buy that cheaper stuff. And yeah, like you see it on their commercials, like it's not wiping up. A lot of the off-brands, that, that's very true. It doesn't work. But again, I will say the Kirkland... Um, paper towels do a pretty darn good job. So I guess the real question is, because Costco doesn't publish anywhere um, who's making their off-brands other than they are going to these 
um, outside suppliers, it could be made on the same manufacturing line, same plant. Right. I, I don't think we'll ever truly know. But I, I would just say, you know, when you're thinking about what to get, go test out the brands because I don't think it's a matter of store brand versus um, name brand. I think it's a matter of, you know, who's putting the quality in. And, you know, when it comes to your paper products, if you're going to use them, just as well use the, the right thing. Yeah. And I, I just think the throw... people. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. No, I'm, I'm moving on. So you better get it in now. <laughs> well, I was just going to throw in the fact that the, the one thing that I don't like Kirkland as opposed to the name brand is, is Clorox wipes, like cleaning wipes. Ooh, you know, they have the okay. Kirkland brand of those and they're just not as good. They're not as um, robust okay. and they're not as absorbent. And so, you know, anyway, I know that doesn't, that's kind of off topic here, but I was just thinking as we're going through product. Kirkland stuff and we're looking at those those Clorox wipes as opposed to Kirkland wipes, in my view, the, the Clorox wipes are better. I'm just going to say that. No, I think it fits the category perfectly. It's it, it's paper products and uh, the Kirkland brand, especially from our post on Facebook, the, the people kind of agree. A lot of a lot of people mentioned Kirkland brand paper towels and, and toilet paper. Some mentioned they like to upscale to Charmin. When it comes to toilet paper, I think it is softer. I, I think there is a difference. I can tell you right now, though, see if you guys agree with me on this and the people at home. Ever since having kids, they the kids don't care and they'll they'll waste whatever brand you buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. And I, so I, agree. I think buying Kirkland, especially when it's cheaper, <laughs> I think we've just had to do it out of necessity because the kids just go through it no matter what, even if it, they don't appreciate the good stuff and they, they definitely don't care if it's the bad stuff, they're going to go through it anyway. And uh, yeah, what do you think? Agreed. Totally 100%. Agree. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> I don't see a lot that I saw a lot when I was a kid is toilet papering of yards. Do you guys see that like ever anymore? Not in 2020. Yeah. Not well, really. Yeah. I haven't seen it since like I was a child, but that was a big thing in my childhood. Mine too. We would go toilet paper yeah. somebody's yard. That was oh, like how yeah. you told a girl that you had a crush on her is, you know, you made sure to destroy the yard. Um, <laughs> wow. People would destroy our yard toilet papering. It's just a thing. Um, but you don't buy the Charmin toilet paper to go toilet paper somebody. Um, and I think that's where the market for these one ply toilet papers is really key is mm-hmm. if you're going to be thrown up up in their trees because it also doesn't pull down nicely. Like it's true. You toilet it? somebody with Charmin, you can pull the whole strand down because it's not going to rip. Wow. Good We're point. Talk- great review on, on toilet TP. Vandalism you know, I here. just that, remember my hometown, <laughs> you had to be a certain age to buy toilet paper. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, Go no. to Kent's Marketplace, and I remember a time I was probably <laughs> like 11, 12 years old, probably 12. Um, and my dad was asleep. Like, this, like late at night. And we went in, and I was like, hey, dad, my friends and I, you know, can we borrow the the keys to the truck? <laughs> and he's like, whatever. <laughs> he's like, you need any money? Like, we totally played him while he was sleeping. And so we took the truck. We went to Kent's Marketplace. And all of us, there's a ton of us. And we all grabbed a pack of toilet paper. And the cashier would not sell it to us. Oh, blocked. 
So lucky like buying Robitussin or something. <laughs> a lady in who was in the store shopping um, was like, "Hey, I'll buy your toilet paper for you." So we just gave her the money, and she bought us all the toilet paper, and then we went and destroyed wow. an entire neighborhood. We got every house on that neighborhood, <laughs> and then we went home. And my dad didn't know we did this until probably five, ten years ago. I no wonder clue. if you can get a. Can you get arrested for buying miners toilet paper? <laughs> In Tremont, Utah, when I was a kid, like there was just a policy: you don't sell toilet paper to miners. Yo, that Better is be careful though what you're admitting to. There might be a statute of limitations on that. that is I, I hope the statute of limitations passed on toilet paper in yards. I know there's parts of the country where you can't uh, miners can't buy spray paint, miners can't buy vandalism tools. So yeah, that might have, mm-hmm. that might fit that category. Wow. Yeah, I think you're right. That that has tapered off a little bit as far as the, the use of TP and vandalism, especially these last few years. That's like putting gold on someone's tree. I mean, that... That'd be like, if someone would have toilet papered me in 2020, I would have just said thank you. That's a gift. It yeah. is a gift. <laughs> you're out there carefully re-rolling every roll. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you can't throw that crap away. <laughs> so should we keep it going with the Kirkland brand since that's the hot topic here? Sure. I, Let's do it. Now, to, to lead in just to the final part of our conversation here, I wanted to give some stats on store brands in general. So 16%, this is a, an estimation, a number you can look up, Consumer Reports, put some of this together. Uh, 16% of all store sales are store brands. Did you expect that number to be higher or lower? So you go into a Kroger or Walmart, 16% of everything that somebody buys is store branded or off-branded. Yeah, I would think it would be, I would think it would be a little higher, but. I thought you know. so too, but that, that was the confirmed number. Who knows? So 16% of all sales, um, consumer reports in their report, uh, recently, I think it was 2021 was when this report came out. They do it every year. Uh, so this is the most recent one I found that when tested, uh, when consumers tested off brand or store brand products versus big brand, uh, most say that they taste just as good as the big brand. So blind taste tests, store brands held up. Interesting. Average savings. Store brand vegetables. Canned vegetables is a huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah, Why am I going to pay a dollar more for that can of corn? Well, it's okay. Let me tell you, there are, there are some store vegetables that aren't as good as the name brands. That's all I was going to say. (laughs) <laughs> like Del Monte, for example, you can go in and get some Del Monte, uh, uh, you know, fruit, for fruit. example, like pe- peaches. Um, and those are way better than store brand peaches. Well, I think, and I fruit, think that's the heavy syrup that they put in with the fruit. Don't know what I, it is, but it's better for sure. I'll just yeah. tell you that much. I think it's that's a difference. I, of, I think it's a difference of fruit versus vegetable. I think vegetables. Oh, maybe I haven't found a difference in vegetables, but you're right. Fruit. I'm fruit getting name sure. brand. I'm getting name brand on fruit. Yeah, That's interesting, sure. Matt. Yeah. Good point. Uh, the average savings of store brand or off brand versus big brand is 20 to 25%, which I think once upon a time, it might've been a little bit higher than that, but it's, it's about 20 to 25%. The private label manufacturers association. That's a thing confirmed that one out of every five 
store brands or store labels was actually supplied by a private or big brand manufacturer. So what do Makes you think sense. of that? That's and that kind of leads into this conversation of of conspiracy or or big brands are actually manufacturing some of these store brands. Which I yeah, think we I were mean, we were hinting how at all these manufacturers yeah. get economy of scale. But like Kroger they don't make their store brands. They're they're like Costco going out to um, other companies to fulfill that, and then they put their private label on it. Absolutely, that that's that's happening left and right, and I, it's happening more and more. Those numbers have gone up over the years. So there is value in some of these big brands manufacturing store brands. They get that that fee from a Kroger, from a Walmart, from a Costco to make these. So they're still making money either way, no matter what you buy. Um, name brands pay more for placement and advertising. I think we, you know, you don't see food club or off brands advertising on TV. And then when you're in the supermarket, they pay for eye level shelving Mm -hmm. and end cap space in these grocery stores. So pay attention to that. Next time you go shopping, Uh, big brands will be where you look first and they pay for that. Yeah, I remember when I was a vendor for Coke, um, us having to pay for end caps and end cap displays over holidays and all of that, paying the premiums for holidays and all of that. Absolutely. Okay, good. You've got first-hand experience then. So you know it's true. I know it's true. Off-brand soda, though. Yeah, for the most part, I won't go to an off-brand soda unless we'll it's like in, a brother. Shasta. Like, and let's um, let's talk about that at the end. The uh, yeah, the 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 big brand musts. We'll, yes. we'll we'll end the episode with that. Soda. That's it's a great one. So don't go hungry, don't go bored. Is other statistics? I think everybody says that. I think everybody knows that. Don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry or bored. But um, <laughs> sometimes you can save more on name brands with coupons. So that's something to be considered. And yet, sometimes store brands and, and off brands have coupons as well. So just something but to, to consider. couponing is so much work. It really is. All that We tried cutting. it for a while, and it's, it's something <laughs> well, to it's keep track of. Digital coupons, they call them. Uh, you can open up an app and clip, quote unquote, <laughs> some of these coupons. Do you know my conspiracy with that, though? I'll yeah, what you this. got? Okay. I feel like when they... I think... <laughs> A percentage. There's got to be a, a a high percentage of the time that the coupons don't really work, right? So you're going through, and the store is kind of counting on you not to catch uh, everything, and you don't, right? Until you go back and review it, and then it's not worth going back into the store to fight over your uh, twenty cents, that you thirty saved, cents, right? Yeah, exactly. But it is overall, like if you <laughs> if you consider the amount of time of uh, money that that ends up being for everyone. Think about that. Like every customer kind of getting hosed on one or two items in their, in their list. Think about how much money that actually ends up in the store's pocket. Anyway, that's all I'll say about that. Over thousands of customers that adds up coupon conspiracy. You heard it here first people. That's right. Matt's breaking breaking down the barriers. I was a, (laughs) I was a cashier once upon a time when I was 17 for a little bit one summer. Yeah, uh, coupons were a big deal back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and, and definitely the 70s, 80s, 90s. I mean, coupons were a big deal. Maybe some of them don't work, like Matt's saying. Wow. Especially some of these digital ones. They could hide all sorts of stuff. So let's talk about our favorite off-brand, the one that's been mentioned the most. It was mentioned the most online, Kirkland. 
So this is that off-brand made famous by Costco. Everybody's famous or everybody's favorite, along with Sam's. I got to give Sam's Club some love here. Yeah. That Kirkland brand is quite popular. And like Bobby said earlier, they pay attention to quality. They have a certain standard of quality that they want to be known for, and they want your trust as a consumer. So some of the things that I dug up, because Bobby, you're exactly right. It's very difficult to find out who manufactures these items for Kirkland, especially when it comes to paper products. Anything Procter & Gamble semi-related is has been hidden pretty well. Yeah. Sometimes, though, you can look at the Kirkland item, and sometimes it'll tell you who manufactured it. So that's just something to try next time you're in Costco or Sam's and, and you're looking at those off-brands. For example, Kirkland Signature Blend Coffees, for those of you who are coffee drinkers, it tells you right there, clearly stamped on the item, custom roasted by Starbucks. So there people compare Costco coffee to Starbucks all the time. And you you can be you can put them right next to each other. They look the same. They they taste the same. And in fact, they are manufactured by Starbucks. Alcohol is another item that is made by big brands on the, uh, for Kirkland. A lot of people buy Kirkland vodka, Kirkland spirits, so to speak, and and it lines right up with the big brands. And one that I found shocking, and it kind of feeds into a conspiracy in my eyes is the Kirkland batteries. Do you guys ever buy Kirkland branded batteries? Yeah. No, not really. It's been confirmed online. And again, you can go check all sorts of sources on this to fact check me on this because it's been confirmed by multiple sources. Kirkland batteries are Duracell. Really? Now, if yeah, you pay attention, I find they if, work just as good. If you find, yeah, if you compare mm. them in consumer report, studies consumer reports is an awesome source when it comes to comparing brands that's where i go they perform just as well as duracell and and energizer and all of those other batteries but there's a psychological barrier there you're using an off-brand battery in your mind it might not last as long i'm going to throw it into a remote or something that's not important and uh but duracell is the other brand of battery you can buy at costco so it's Duracell or Kirkland brand. Interesting. But, Dur- but Duracell makes both of them. So what do you think of that? They're making money. I think I'm going to be buying way. some Kirkland ones now. <laughs> making yeah. money either way, right? So how often is that happening without us even knowing it? How often do you see a store brand next to a big brand? How often is the big brand making money off of both? That's, that's something to consider, something to think about. Duracell gets a cut out of either one. They don't care. Or maybe they do. Maybe there's one that gets a little bit more. So Kirkland, man, that, that, that's that's a big one. Uh, so let's talk about what you alluded to earlier, Bobby. Let's end the, the conversation here. What's something you will not buy store brand? For the most part, I won't buy store brand soda. Okay. I, I find the, you know a Pepsi, Mountain Dew, a Coke, Dr. Pepper... They are what they are. So Dr. Pepper is probably the one that's most knocked off. Like you've got Mr. Pibb. Oh, my God. There's 15 Dr. of them. Thunder. <laughs> you've got all of them. And I just find like if I'm going to get a Dr. Pepper, an actual Dr. Pepper is the best. Um, yep. But where I will go to like an off-brand, which actually Shasta is probably not really an off-brand. They're just kind of like a Like a Malto thing. meal. Of, yeah, but of, like a black cherry soda, soda, a grape soda. 
Those mm. are great with Shasta, but they like, really are. Their version of Coca Cola, like it almost tastes flat. Yep, I'm with so. you. <laughs> Soda is my number one. That was number one on my list too, Bobby. But you're right, Shasta, and back home in the Midwest, we have Fago, Fago Red Pop, Fago Root Beer, Fago Orange Soda, Shasta Orange Soda. You, you can't go wrong with those, and in fact, I prefer them over some mm-hmm. of those big brands. But you're right, store brand cola, ugh. store brand, yeah, it's tough. That's a rough, especially the diet sodas, which I'm a huge diet connoisseur. I, I can't do store brand. I'm with you on that. Matt, you know, Matt, to you add to that, the store yeah, brand soda thing, um, I've noticed that when you go and buy your Dr. Pepper, for example, from Sam's Club or Costco or whatever, it doesn't taste the same. Hmm. I'm serious. I noticed that. that when I get pepper. There's, some, uh, there's something uh, strange about it. So it's almost like a little bit flat, you know? Okay. It's like not quite the same crispness. Or something. We and talked listen, about. I love me we, some soda, so I know. I oh, know we, no, you love that Waterloo crap. Oh, stop. don't even get me started. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Here we go again, hating on the Waterloo. But we we talked about <laughs> products in in one of our previous episodes. We talked about those altern alternative products that get sold to certain companies. We yeah. talked about TVs and electronics. It happens in food too. Mm-hmm. So yep. maybe you're onto something, Matt. How many prefer McDonald's Coca-Cola to any other Coca-Cola? Oh, yeah, for sure. McDonald's does a good Coca-Cola. It's known they get the best syrup. They have a contract with Coca-Cola. You you can't get the same Coca-Cola at your local convenience store that you do at McDonald's. And and so maybe that's happening within cans and and bulk. I think so. Something to think about. And that, that's something I take serious because I, again, I, the three of us, you can trust us when it comes to soda pop. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My okay, other so, one I oh, won't compromise on is cheese. If it's oh. not a cash Valley cheese, a Tillamook cheese, something okay. like that. Um, I, I just can't do it. I'm with you. Wow. I agree. Okay. I've had some of that, um, like, uh, well, it used to be Western family. What is it now? Well, there's Food Club. Food is the Club. popular the popular off brand. Yeah. yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Okay. Like you, like I'm with you, hundred percent on that, Uncle Bobby. Wow. Okay. So now cheese. I miss my Cash Valley cheese. I'll be honest. They don't, <laughs> they don't have that out here. They do. Well, maybe they do that'll well. be the next care package you get. Some Cash yeah. Valley cheese. Keep I'll cut that cheese for you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would. Uh, might have some Charmin ready Let's for get you. Get your bidet <laughs> ready. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> how about? So food, yeah, absolutely. I think there's some non-compromises there. Um, tools. What do you guys think of tools? Well, um, hmm. there's a popular store named Harbor Freight. Yeah, so and, I think uh, it depends on what you're getting at Harbor Freight. Okay. So in my garage right now, I have two really big tool chests that I picked up at Harbor Freight, and they're fantastic. They're on the big wheels. They lock. They've got the roller drawers. And they are by far cheaper than like Snap-on or some of those others. Yeah, huge difference. And if it wasn't for Harbor Freight's prices on these tool chests, I wouldn't have a tool chest like that in my garage. Because like (laughs) I don't need a $4,000 tool chest. Right. Um, So I think that's great. Um, I think like their drills and stuff, like I probably wouldn't spend money on on those um 
just because they don't feel high quality. Like they I really don't. I picked them up yeah. and played with them. Um, but I did buy an air um, ratchet gun. Oh, and okay. it's great for what I need it for as a consumer. Now, if I was working in a tire shop day in and day out, I probably wouldn't choose Harbor Freight for it. But the fact that I need it like what once every two years, it's pretty good. And that's what Harbor Freight off-brand tools are good for, those those singular uses, uh, uncommon uses. I've bent my fair share of wrenches from that place, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, forcing me to crawl back to uh, a, a hardware store and get the get the Craftsman, get the, the Snap-on type brand name tools that last a little bit longer. But, uh, okay. but I will Just say Craftsman, though, quality has gone down. I bought it's a set changed. of Craftsman it's um, wrenches yep. because... I, I had our, while we were moving, I'd packed up some of my tools already. I couldn't get to them and I needed a wrench. So I went and bought a craftsman. I kid you not, the first use, I broke the racket, ratchet or wrench. You know, they craftsman know, uh, is actually a store brand. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, they, yeah. they were, they always have been. They started out the as Sears. a Sears own brand. Yeah. Sears of, brand. Uh, right. It was kind of their own store brand version of everything, right? So there was but always. They had like, the lifetime guarantee. Right. Like, they used to well, be known as a great tools, tool. Right? Yeah. yeah, and hand yeah. tools. You're right, but, Matt. Yeah, that, I went back a, to Lowe's and I was like, thing. I just want to return this set. Like, it's garbage. Yeah. It's like Husky used to be um, a Home Depot brand, right? So, anyway, that might have changed now. but I th- And, in fact, I think it did a while back. But they they used to have the same kind of guarantee on their hand tools, and then they got rid of that. Especially during the acquisition of Kmart, that that that's when it disappeared. I, I remember that. That was yep. a big deal because now I look for I, I look for Craftsman tools that are older, like at, at pawn shops or garage sales, because man, they're well made. That that was the the hand tool to get once upon a time, and they did. They backed up their lifetime guarantee, and that was a store brand. You're right, Matt. That came from Sears. That's interesting. Good good call on that. Any other musts? You you will not compromise on store brand versus real mayo oh good one very good yeah, one I'm yep, i won't i won't ever get a store brand of of mail not food club not anything else it's got to be either hellman's yep. or whatever they're gonna you know the equivalent in here best foods or best hellman's foods, yeah. same brand mm-hmm. same brand it just depends on where you're buying it but that that is there is no substitute in my opinion i'm with you on that yeah, have you, you guys tried any of the new fancier mayos that are made out of like avocado oil and stuff like I that? i have I have. Um, what do you think of them? I I couldn't tell a major difference between them other than the price. Usually they're a little bit pricier, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I guess I don't really have a, a major opinion on that one. I haven't done them side by side, but I was listening yeah. to someone else's podcast and they were just swearing by how good some of these avocado oil mayos is. So it intrigued Okay. Me. Maybe they're better for you. How Probably better that? for you. Now, some of the, the comments that we had on our Facebook page, I wanted to, to shout out some of the store brands that people prefer outside of what we've talked about. Um, when it comes to like crackers and cookies, that was really interesting. Some, uh, some shout outs that we got there. Uh, Stouffer's. Do you guys know the Stouffer cracker brand? It's kind of a, a different brand other than like a craft or or some of those other cracker brands. They make a good whale cracker, which is the alternative to goldfish, according to the <laughs> to Alyssa Zimmerman. Uh, thank you for that mm. comment. Whale, whale, and, whale. 
whale versus a goldfish. And again, the kids, what do they care, right? It's a fish, tastes the same, salty content. My sister, Becca, she, so this came out of left field on this one. I had no idea. Uh, gold. So Kroger makes a good Oreo comparison, uh, specifically the golden Oreos is what she called out. And I, I told her I had to revisit that one because I remember it being trash. So yeah, I so I've had some knockoff Oreos before. So that that's going to be in my category of has to be the original. I got to revisit that one. Yep, and maybe she maybe they've improved. I remember yeah. off brand store brand Oreos just being trash. And I remember any time you're at an event and you got the off brand Oreo, you were disappointed. And I'm I'm willing to give it another try. I would too based on that Especially. recommendation. She knows yeah, what she's do doing. She, she knows what she's doing. My, my buddy from high school, Joe, mentioned mac and cheese, store brand mac and cheese, oh, specifically. Oh, mm-hmm. Throw negative, that stuff out. Specifically, we have a, a store back east or back in the Midwest called Meyer. So they're a competitor. They kind of created the superstore back in the day that, that mm. Walmart has copied. They make a store brand mac and cheese that I forgot about that he mentioned in the comments. And they are legit. It's real. The kids love it. I'm. I I usually don't go for for box mac and cheese though, so I'm yeah. with you. Usually, it's nasty to me. So yeah, if I'm gonna go for box, it's usually I'll, let's go with craft because some of the be stores good. are bad. But I'm at the point now, like I I don't know, just I really don't like anything but homemade mac and cheese. Hey, Amen, brother. Wait. I'm with you. I'm with you. But the kids love the bland crap, so let's feed them what they got, and they're cheap. <laughs> Our buddy Ryan Dement, shout out. Yeah, Ryan. He's he he mentioned all things Kirkland. I uh I asked him if he's rocking those Kirkland jeans and he didn't respond, so we're waiting on a response <laughs> on that. You know what? to go uh, check out his podcast too, the True Vest Chasing Happiness podcast and Chasing Financial Freedom podcast. Uh, Good stuff. Give him a listen and a like and a subscribe maybe. And and let's force him to wear those Kirkland jeans. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Let's yeah, start a wear those Kirklands here. Where those Kirklands? So speaking of Kirkland jeans, I wrote a poem about Kirkland. It's a, it's more of a rap or a poem yes. about Kirkland brand. Now, what I did, Bobby, you mentioned Chat GPT, that the artificial intelligence that's taking the the nation, the world by storm. I actually fed a few lines of a poem that I started to write about the Kirkland brand into the artificial intelligence system and had it produce a rap or a poem about the Kirkland brand. I'd like to present that at this time. If you guys nice. are ready. Let's hear it. Uh, go ahead and drop a beat, please. And we will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here we go. This is the Kirkland rap. Listen up y'all. I've got a brand to shout. It's called Kirkland and it's what it's all about from clothes to food It's all top of the line. Quality and price, they do both combine. Kirkland, Kirkland, the brand that we trust. It's the name that we love. It's a must. Affordable, reliable, and always on point. Kirkland, the brand that's second to none, joint. Yeah. (laughs) Need some snacks? Kirkland's got you covered. Chocolate chips and more. They're all flavored. I thought that was interesting. It, it, It rhymed covered with flavored. (laughs) and when you need some gas fill it up with their brand best best prices in town no need to be bland so brand and bland okay yeah and then it goes into the chorus again from household items to supplements in the bottle kirkland's got it all it's never a hassle so it rhymed bottle and hassle 
And when you're on a budget, don't worry. Take a rest. Kirkland's got you. You're always with the best. Second best. (laughs) (laughs) So the next time. I figured that's a C grade on it. (laughs) So here's the outro. Uh, So next time you're shopping, remember what I said. Kirkland's the brand that's always ahead. With quality and price, it's the perfect match. Kirkland's the brand you can always trust. That's a wrap. Nice. What do you guys think of the Kirkland AI rap? Yeah, I don't that's know. pretty good. I think my English teacher in high that's school wasn't great at that well. Just cringing a little bit on that one. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a rough one. I thought that was funny. Some of the rhymes were a stretch, but you know, they good, were pretty good were. stuff. I only fitted a few of the first lines, and then it took it from there and created a full a full poem slash rap. And, Not uh, bad about the Kirkland brand. It it knew enough about it. Anyway, so on that note and on that that subject, uh, Matt will soon be presenting in the near future the the song reward for George. Yeah, George, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Don't we, give we up on me. We haven't forgot about winning our our Assuminati big game challenge. So uh, that'll be in the near future. On a future episode, we'll present that to the world, and it'll be a hit, and it'll go viral. No, no doubt. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Absolutely. So that's coming. Anything else, gentlemen? Nah. Nope. I got to go. Good job. Use some of that bidet and toilet paper. There we go. All right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed the episode, the the Suminati Inflation Busting Series, a continuation of that, hoping to help everybody save a buck or two. And consider the store brand. Is it or is it not the same as the major brand? We'll let you decide, and we'd love to hear more from you on that. So we'll go ahead and post the episode and ask that question again, see if we can get a, any new information or any any new preferences. It's usually a passionate response that we see. Other than that, thank you again for listening to the Assuminati Podcast. We'll catch everybody next week. Later. Ciao. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. of times actually um and while cheaper it isn't as effective yeah bro bobby's getting he's getting uh he's getting talked to he's getting bombarded i gotta finish this and i'll come out will you go shut the door no go out (laughs) (laughs) got that on a recording we're good can you, did I not mute? I tried to mute. No. <laughs> Oops. Oh, hold on. Oh, that was, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one. That, Wipe that my was, butt. That was really good. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, back to your allergies. Sorry for not muting. <laughs> Wipe my butt. To, go back to wallet Is drill. Is that what no. was said? No, he came in to see if I had seen a text message he sent me, which he can't read or write, so it's just all like blah, 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 blah. And he wanted me to look at it. And then I was like, you got to go out, you know? And he, so he like shows his butt, and he's like, get my butt on camera. 
Oh. Get my butt. Wow. Yeah. We can get in trouble for that nice. one, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, lucky he didn't pull his pants down and, like, moon me. He just was waving his butt. Yeah. A little taunter. He's a real treat.